Hi everyone, it's Dr. Beer, joined by... I'm Paul. Yes, and today, um, this episode is um, about signs you are in an abusive relationship with your healthcare provider, the system, what have you. And many of you um, may recognize these signs immediately, because maybe you've been in an abusive relationship in the past. Maybe some of you haven't, so this might be new to you. And, and maybe you're um, in one that you don't even realize. So um, before we get started, you know what we got to do. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man, so I don't do no drugs. All right. So this content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide medical advice or to take the place of medical advice or treatment from a personal physician. Got to get that out of the way. All right. So, um, Paul, you have your list. I have my notes. Well, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit more about COVID just because it's applicable. But we really wanted to focus on this before of the really how the current medical system can be an abusive relationship. And um, like you said, most people don't realize For that. both patient and physician. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the purpose of this podcast really is to make, we, we're trying to get you to think, to change the paradigm in which you see how your medical care is delivered to you. Well, your relationship with it. Yes. It's a mindset. Yes, and then the first part of that, and this is what this podcast is about, is to to realize you're in a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Until you realize that, you're probably not going to change it, because that's our whole focus of this, is to get you into a self-care mode as opposed to outsourcing everything. So the government came up with uh, 15 signs that you... Well, this wasn't the government. This was... um, The government is an abusive spouse. That doesn't mean the government came up with that. Oh, I see what you're saying. According to psychologists... This from Mental Health Institute. There are 15 signs you're in an abusive relationship. Yes. Okay, so. so this is, um, and it was very, as so we went through these, it was like, wow, this, not only is this for the medical system, but it's, it's, it's kind of um, put a magnifying glass on how the response has been to the COVID situation. Yeah. And the caveat of this is when we say medical system, it really is intertwined with the government, because they're huge. Because they're, they're one in the same. Yeah, Medicaid, let's Medicare. Not, let's not act like they're two different entities. Yeah. They are the same thing. Yes, and then Big Pharma, and then, of course, big media is not going to go against Big Pharma. Because they're all, they're all, it's all one big incestuous family. You have right. to understand that. All the, the top, everybody is. Sits on everyone's board. Sits on everyone's board. It's a, it's a little family, and you are not in it. Right. I mean, over a third of the revenue comes from big pharma, so they're not going to. You're not going to hear the truth. But let's go through these signs to see if you can pick up that this is their bad relationship you are in with your healthcare system. Yeah. The first one is, they stop you from seeing family and friends. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Let's start right there. Okay. How does that apply to what's going on right now? What are they telling us? Stay home. Cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. Uh, I'm sorry, you can't see your family. It's too dangerous. Except if you're a politician, because every single time they've put out one of these mandates, they have lied and done the same. They, you know, Gavin, oh, there's a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, Gavin Newsom closed uh, the restaurant, okay. went to French Laundry. Oh, by the way, his winery is still open. Yes, okay. Restaurant. So 
they don't, it's different rules for them. Absolutely. Uh, rules for you, not for me. We see it all the time. Nobody should be surprised at the hypocrisy that they've, they've been seeing, and surely you've been seeing it but they're using, because it's everywhere. But they're using their medical muscle to say you should not see well, family and friends well, through, the, through the government. And, and they're being very selective on the medical experts they use, whatever ones are going to feed the narrative, that's what they're going to do. But, yeah, so right now the, the medical system – um, I mean, it's it's the government is using these medical experts in the system to push this, right. but it's you know they, like we said, cancel Christmas. Number, Sorry, not going to happen in my house. Number two, won't let you uh, won't let you go out without permission. <laughs> I mean, some of these poor nursing home patients can't even leave. I'd break my mom out. I mean, my mom's ninety in great health, but if if I cannot imagine allowing a loved one to die alone. That, that to me is so cruel. They, you don't even know how long these people have left. Probably not a lot since they're in a nursing home. And so the last days are going to be just one of, of loneliness and misery. And it, it, it just, it's heartbreaking to me because I know I have um, friends who do have parents who are in the nursing home, and they've not even really been able to see them that much. And we know it's not about their health because they've crammed co-fed patients into the nursing home which has been killing them at a higher, higher rate a than they should so, ever. A lot, so many of them have died in the nursing home. So complete, complete hypocrisy. So they won't let you go out um, without permission. Yep. Um, and and you, could, you could even take that a little bit further because they're, they're placing restrictions on who can be trying to, who can be in your home, who you can associate with, who you can even have in the room with you when you're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. There are first-time parents out there who the husbands can't even go in the room with their wife to see that ultrasound for the first time. And, man, that's just taken away some... some some memories. Definitely abusive relationship. Yes. Number three, tell you what to wear. <laughs> I cannot go. Wear your mask. Folks, even though it's not doing anything. The masks don't work. Studies have come out from, and we'll get into a second about things they squash, but well, and, and, they don't work. Yeah. The studies have come out from the Netherlands. They squashed that story, of course, which we'll get to in a second. But they don't work. Your eyes are still exposed. It's, there's it's, so many there's so many things about this and they're making matters worse mm -hmm. um like that that study you had mentioned six thousand plus patients were involved six thousand that's a lot that's a lot of people and it basically showed no difference and like you said the eyes are a, a great source you know for for the vector to enter and nobody's addressing that. And and what are we doing walking around in the stores? Everybody's got their, their mask on and they're touching it. And then they're touching stuff around them. Then they're touching, you know, they're touching their eyes. And they're wearing that mask. It's never been cleaned. And then first of all, these masks weren't supposed to be used without sterile technique. Look it up. I rem I have still have, like, I can remember in being in the OR scrubbed in. And if, you're, and if your hand got close to your mask, that surgeon literally would stop what he was doing, nod at you until you get the hell out yep. and go scrub back in. Because that mask is to prevent you from spitting or... Yeah, it's more, it's more for keeping bodily fluids out of your face mm -hmm. and maybe and, and, and keep the surgeon's dip that they've got in their mouth from going into the sterile field. Yeah, and preventing you from... It was never for viral protection. That is insane. Yeah, the reason you take, they send you out, you touch your mask, you've contaminated you, your You've mask, contaminated your, your hands. You've contaminated... Just one touch, boom, you're out, you got to go scrub back in, and that's a big ordeal. So, anyway. F fun fact. During the pandemic of 1918, 
What killed the most people? Bacteria and pneumonia. Correct. And what caused that? The masks. Yes. <laughs> Come on. They won't even go back to this, but the, the, in, during the pandemic flu of 1918, it, mainly it was secondary infections that killed the vast majority of people because they were wearing masks all the time and it developed fungal infections, bacterial infections. You breathe out waste products. Mm-hmm. You can't hamper that. Oh. And I'm starting to see, we're starting to see patients who are... Um, a lot of people have to wear them all the time. They're getting sinus infections. They're getting, um, starting to have a lot of uh, lung infections, bronchitis, breakouts all over their face. There's a, and it's not, it's, it's completely worthless. It's, it's all unnecessary yep. what we are doing. Um, but it drives, you know, the, the narrative, um, which is, I mean, I'm like, what is, what is the end goal here? I think we kind of know, but We'll move on with our next number, sign of an abusive relationship. Number four, monitor your phone or your emails. <laughs> okay, so how many of you, every time you get on there, you've got the COVID messages that pop up? Mm-hmm. And you know, you're scrolling on social media, COVID uh, messages pop up. You get emails, you get texts about COVID all the time. And, and now we have these, they, they want you to download these apps so, so they can trace you. We know they're monitoring already just from marketing purposes, so it does not... Well, that's not, that's not so much the medical community. Right. That's, not, that's big tech. That's not a much of a... Well, big which tech... Are, which are one and the same. It's an arm of it, exactly. Right. So it's not much of a stretch for them to monitor that to see what we're doing. Right. Uh, contr- um, control your finances or won't let you work. <laughs> you cannot make this up. If you're not deemed essential, and I don't know who the heck gets determined that. The, How the, dare somebody tell me that what I do for a living to feed my family is not essential? The chances of an infection from a small business is less than Walmart, Target, Costco, all these But they've places. already said that the majority of the infections, now this is what they say, are occurring within your home. Because it takes a lot, a lot of exposure. Time, face-to-face time. Viral But load. definitely, you know, you got people wearing the mask, touching them and touching them, everything in Walmart. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a complete joke. I know. So, so you know, sorry, guys. I, I know your business is about to go under... But you're not essential, but Walmart is, it's virtue, Target is. It's virtue signaling and conditioning you for compliance. And for those of you who live in, in, in Arkansas, I don't know, a lot of you might not be aware of this, but the, the head honcho of the Economic Task Force for this response to the COVID pandemic, who, who do you think that is, Paul? Ooh, let's guess, one of the Waltons? Yes, Mr. Stuart Walton of Walmart is the head of that. There's no conflict of interest there. Can you believe this? Such a... It, it, that, that is infuriating to me. And the, my business didn't get shut down, thank God, because we're telemedicine and we're way ahead of the curve. But I do have friends who have had huge hits to their business and they're struggling. They're picking and choosing winners and losers. And they're, the, and they're selling a lot of the same stuff Walmart gets to sell without any issue at all. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Number six, control what you read, watch, or say. This is the scariest of all of mm-hmm. this. This is, a, this is super scary. I mean, every time I'm on Twitter, I see a Dr. Oz 
tweet, you know, what of him explaining on, I spent time in the OR and my O2 levels are fine with a mask. Well, good for you. That's only one part of what we're talking about. We're what, were your, talk- what were your blood gases like? And in fact, I've seen research that completely can't. Um, exactly. Watch I'm, your language. You're going to have to bleep that out. Okay, I'm so angry at him. Because I know. He, he, he gaslights this as a, you know, I'm a concerned person. But he never gets censored. But by, you know, my, my vitamin C post on my Facebook page got censored and taken down and and were and they had the nerve to to ask the people if they wanted to continue to follow me because i was posting misinformation on vitamin c the scariest thing is they were squashing peer-to-peer medical advice and they were censoring it folks there here's the chain of events in the in the spring there were protocols that were developed that were very, very effective against COVID and they were completely squashed. Mm-hmm. Part of it was political because it's, oh, Trump came mentioned HCQ, so they squashed it. But there were other therapeutics that were being used. They the Zelenka, the Zelenko. Zelenko's protocol. Thank you. Because I've used it now yep. on patients and have had excellent results with it. They squashed it, they vilified it, they created a false study. Not only do they censor... They do this all the time. They said, oh, HCQ is, 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 is dangerous because we did a study on it. Well, it's been out for 75 years and there's been billions of doses, so they're lying Yes, there. there's people taking it all the time for lupus and, other, and malaria all over the world. The Zelenko protocol is 200 milligrams for five days. That's, of HCQ. Of HCQ. That's one gram. The study they did to disprove how dangerous HCQ was... Two and a half grams a day for 10 days. That's 25 grams. Yes. A, a 25 um, times difference, and that's what they use. That's Hey, folks, it's been retracted now. The AMA, who was censoring... The American day. Medical Association, which is a political group that I am not associated with, and 90% of the physicians are not associated they are with. Political they are a very small group, but they are very loud, and it comes across as like all physicians are part of this group, and that is not the case. About a month ago, they came out very quietly and go, oh, we were wrong about HCQ. They should have made a big splash out of this. Oh, it was, they kept it on the down low. Oh, it was not our fault. So they are controlling what you read, watch, say, and they're also manipulating what you read. And, yes, because and, if you do, like when um, I was doing some research for some other podcasts that we have coming up, and just... You can't even use Google anymore. It is a joke. If you want to find the truth about anything with healthcare or medicine, it might be on the 17th page of your Google search. I don't know. But it, it was I was so frustrated because I was like, oh, this is all the the usual suspects, all the the Mayo clinics, the Med, the Medscape, MedMD or uh, what are the other ones? WebMD. WebMD comes up, and it, they're all lockstep with what they say. And you just, because I, 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 I tell my patients to like, do your research. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, don't do it on Google. And then I, and it's hard to, it's hard to know who to trust, who to depend on. Um, but I know that it's not going to be found on the first search, the, the first page of a Google search. No, it, it's it's very. Strange. I know where to go. I know who to trust now. I, I have been following certain people for several years, and um, they have always been pretty much proven to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when they go against the grain, against the narrative, they always end up being proven right. So I go with the people who have good track records. Yeah, and then there are white papers out there, scientific white papers that are good. 
but they're so complicated the average person cannot right. read them or uh, you know glean anything from it. Yeah, and most people are just reading headlines and they're not digging down into the the, the actual studies. If if people try- would, but there's it takes so much time. I wish there's I could so much information. In fact, there was that one headline they were pushing. It was the story was actually confirming something else, but they ran a headline. Was, I don't know. There's so much of that uh, going it, it, it on. Was, it, was, it was like, you just contradicted yourself, yet you're using this as a proving point. It, it's just like, but people read headlines. They won't do the research. It's, we're in an information... Vacuum. Vacuum. Well, warfare. It's, yep. it's, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. But you, and, and when you find yourself in this, you almost become paralyzed as, who do I trust? Mm-hmm. And again, this is where I... I um, would, you know, tell you to don't go with the mainstream narrative, please, um, and start searching um, into other. There's no harm in listening to other opinions. Well, mainstream medicine does almost nothing for preventative care, so why would they do it here? It's and, just not in their. They don't do it. And I certainly don't take to heart what people say when these same people have been wrong time and time again. Why do you keep going back to them as a source of information when they're wrong all the time? Uh, That's some weird Stockholm syndrome going on. It is. You know, I I just, I don't need, I mean, a couple of, you can be wrong a couple of times, I guess. But after that, I am done, and I'm moving on, and I, I have my sources now. And they never admit when they're wrong. They just keep... I know. They keep doubling down and, and gaslighting and, and, and pulling all kinds of shenanigans. And they're, they're, they're very... They're good at deception. Oh, yeah. They're very, very good at it. Just like an abusive relationship. Just like an abusive relationship. Absolutely. Number seven, monitor everything you do. Well, that's high. That's that's the big tech. They use it mainly for marketing, but it's not going to be much of a stretch for them to use it. Well, they're using it right now for COVID. Yeah. The tracing, the tracing apps. Yeah. You download the app. We can trace. We can, we can get a. We can get better control of the virus, Paul. If we, if you just let us know where all you're going, who all you're seeing. And they do that by that test that is completely useless, folks. They have that test. The the COVID test is set. The to PCR a thresh- test. PCR test is set to a threshold that is so high that it picked anything a can of coke everything's going to be positive a pineapple turned it was positive a can of coke yep i mean it's, it's uh, what kind of used. what was that fruit that they use uh, one of the uh one of the um presidents of one of the african countries it was like a papa mango or something tested a goat and some type of fruit and they both tested positive uh, yeah and it came back positive so it's 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 worthless so, so that's, that's we you know so all you hear about you know at first we were hearing about hospitalizations right and then they changed it to cases. Well, first it was ventilators, and then you know, we needed the ventilators. Now, so now we have, it's all about cases. and Flatten the curve. Flat, yeah, and what, you know, five million days into flatten the curve. Well, that's the next one, number eight, is punish you for breaking the rules, but the rules keep changing. Yeah. First it was 15 days to flatten the curve. Now and it's wear your mask for other people, not for you. I will never give the government 15, more, 15 no, days of my life ever again. Didn't even want to the first time because I knew what was up. But, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll see what happens. I, I knew better. They lied. And now they lied to the, all the rest of You know why? Because I've been in an abusive relationship. Not with me, folks. I'm no. A, <laughs> not a, with Paul. I'm a sweetheart. <laughs> they, pun, um, they punish you, the restaurants, 
you got to close, you can only have 10%, but we'll allow you to dine outside. So all the restaurants spent thousands of dollars to create. To buy those heaters mm -hmm. that go outside, to buy the uh, the tents yep. to and go outside. And they're like, nope, can't do that. Change, change that rule. Yeah. Move the goalpost. I mean, think. Get, can you imagine being a restaurant owner in this mess? No, I would be going crazy. I, I, I don't know how they're, they haven't just gone postal on people. Um, Andrew Gruel. The guy from the, he's, California, yeah. God bless him. He's talking. He's speaking out, and he's speaking the truth. I know. I, awesome. I just, I, I, I hate it for him. Uh, gosh, the, I, number, but number nine, they tell you for it's your own good, and they know better. So okay, they, now this one can apply to, to pretty much the typical physician-patient relationship of today. Can, uh, can, I, can I improve my cholesterol by? changing my diet no you need to take a statin or this is the one that really gets me because doctors are there to counsel you advise you um, give you their their professional opinion hopefully it's based on a lot of experience um, and, and to kind of lay out the pros and cons of, of various treatments and, and strategies to overcome whatever issue it is they're not there to dictate that you must do what they say. And I see a lot of this going on today. It's, it's been going on a while. Doctors have always been, this, it's kind of like this paternalistic um, relationship with their patients. You know, I'm, I'm the know all, I'm, I know everything. You must listen to me. You're just a simpleton. You know, you you have, you need to do what I say. And um, that, you know, they try. When I was going through medical school, that was we're, we're trying to get away from that. Mm -hmm. Well, that ain't working because as soon as you and a lot of you probably have encountered this, I know I have. As soon as you um, push back on what the doctor is recommending, it often turns very confrontational. Well, you just hit number ten and eleven. Is that they um, don't allow you to question it, and if you do. They tell you you're crazy and no one agrees with you. And that, yeah, how many of you have been told you're crazy? I, I know a lot of women have. Um, when your lab results come back normal, the testing is normal, and you still have these symptoms, and the doctors, you know, can't figure it out, so he either calls you crazy, puts you on an antidepressant, or refers you to a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times or how many stories of this happening to patients that I've heard. It's happened to me, too. Well, they, the doctor will not believe them. Like, doctor, the medicine you're giving it's me... Not, it's not that they don't believe. Well, they're saying... They don't know what else to do. Well, my mom has complained. Fortunately, she just quit the medicine, but she said, my mom's 90 and is only on one med. She should be on none, but we're still fighting her on that. But... She was on a med that was not making her feel good, and she complained to the doctor, and the doctor said, it's like basically tough, tough through it. It's more important. Toughen it up. Yeah, tough. It's like I'm 90, and this 300-pound doctor that was coaching, my, you know, telling my mom what to do. My mom's 90, jumps up on the exam table. This lady can't even, you know, see her toes, much even jump on anything. And she's still just, <laughs> just harping on my mom about, you need to do this. If you need, you know, I, I want to keep you healthy. And my mom's like, I'm healthy. You're not. You need to do what I do, which is exercise. Move. And not take a bunch of pills. Yes. And they will not. They just, they're caught in that 
Didn't she fire her doctor? Yeah, she told her to go up. Instead of her doctor firing her, she fired her doctor. She goes, I will not acquiesce to your request, and I'm out of here. Good for her. And that's what a lot of you might need to consider doing. Not that you're going to go find another doctor that's going to do anything differently, but you, at least you might find one that's not so confrontational and has this idea in their head that they're God. Because there's a lot of God-like doc- There's a lot of doctors walking around with some God complexes. I've been around them. I know them. I know the strut, the, the hall strut that they have. Um, and, and they do not, they don't know everything. How many times has the medical system been wrong? Forever. How many, th- how many things have they been wrong about? How many times, has, how many lawsuits have, has, have been filed against Big Pharma for their pharmaceuticals? How many lawsuits have been filed against them for covering up information? And that's the big one, that they, they actually knew their product was bad, and they covered it up. Can you turn that off? Okay. No, no, the, the far right. I'm cooking. All right. All right, thanks. Um, yeah, they, they, they covered up and... Or, or the food pyramid. Completely wrong. Smoking. Remember that? Picking... Um, Doctors prefer... Lucky, was it Lucky Strikes? or when, what? It might have been. I, can't, I have to look at those. It, it's back in the 50s, but it was... It just shows you that for a price, people will push anything. I mean, the food pyramid, pushing margarine... Diet Cokes on diabetics. Carbs for diabetics. Carbs for diabetics. And they're still doing that, folks. They're still telling people to eat grains. And it's like, if you're diabetic, you need to be looking at minimal, minimal, minimal carbs. They won't tell them that. The, the, the nutrition advice being given today has gotten a little bit better, but there's still so such a long ways to go. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's all the influences. Mm-hmm. We, you know, the... the the um the food industry has definitely got their hands in it. Um, I mean, when you have Coca Cola and Monsanto as your as your big supporters for the American Dietetic Association, you've got some big problems That's right the game. there. I mean, exactly. Who the heck would allow someone that they're against to sponsor what they're doing? That's so ridiculous. I know. That's why I'm not a dietitian anymore. It was ridiculous. I couldn't do it. It's also why I'm not a part of mainstream medicine anymore. I've I've seen the light. Um, number 12, call you names or shame you for being stupid or selfish. I got the, that happened to me yesterday. I, I, folks, I don't wear a mask when I go out and I had to get a, a, a saucepan from my mom for Christmas. So I had to go to Williams and Sonoma made about halfway through. But when I asked for them to go get the pot in the back, you know, then they said, you need a mask. And I'm like, oh shit. So I, I, I wore it. Um, but I didn't want to put it on first. Cause it was for your mother. And you're like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I had no other place to, I had to get this. But I, I started, I took it off, and then after I got my saucepan, I took it back off. And the lady was like, cannot believe you did that. It's like, it doesn't work, folks. It's just a joke. You know, this is a submission issue. This is not a health issue. You're just being selfish. You're stupid. You don't know anything. I was like, well, I'm an engineer, and my wife's a doctor. And, but I think we got it covered. Yeah. And um, knock on, you know, we, we haven't worn them since it all started. And there are a lot of in the medical community, well-meaning nurses and doctors that are just as aggressive out there, you know, shaming people. But there's a lot of them that know better. They just don't want the confrontation. I know a several of, I have several friends who are physicians and nurses. They hate it. They know it's not right. 
but they're afraid of the confrontation. I'm not right. afraid of it. No. I am. I have no problem walking up into Walmart, Target, whatever, with without a mask on. And to, and somehow maybe it's a look I have on my face. Maybe I've got like this war look, on war path look on my face. Like don't don't even think about saying anything to me. But so far I've not had any any confrontations other than that incident that we had in Basalt, Colorado at the bike shop. You know Which that just, that, that I was walked, the I just walked out. That was the worst one by far, and we were just like, okay, screw you, we're out of here. Yeah, the little- Punk, you, little punk bike mechanic is smart <laughs> to me. He's lucky I didn't jerk a knot in him. Well, you know, so so they call you names or shame you. And how many of you have heard, oh, you're a science denier, you're anti-science. Well, first of all, science is the science is never settled. Mm-mm. Okay? Never settled. I'm, so um, that's just not that's pure nonsense. Um, and, and 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 you know the the, the doctors I, I've heard some things, you know, some stories from some of my patients who their doctors have been anything but professional with them mm-hmm. and have have said some really sarcastic horrible things to them and i'm like please tell me you're not going back to that what you don't have to don't don't sub, don't submit yourself to that type of treatment again the doctor is there to advise and counsel not force you to do what they say now you know it is up to the doc the doctor does have the ability to say you know what if you're not going to do things my way then you can go find yourself another physician and there are times when that is appropriate and there's times when you know we've had to have some hard discussions with some of our patients who did not want to do what we said Mm -hmm. but kept on complaining about the lack of results well there's a little trick you can do also but i was like you know if you if you if you feel that way Go somewhere else. My mom, before she fired the the, the fat Russian, she was she wanted to be good, but they the cardiologist had put her on a dose that was the blood thinner. The blood thinner. There's like it didn't make no sense. Well, it was four hundred dollars a month. Four hundred dollars a month. But even then, there was a difference. At least the, the fat Russian was like, this is way too much for your weight. The cardiologist came down on the Russian and said, no. She needs to be on this. Well, the chart says, I don't care what the chart says. This is what I want. So I just told my mom, I said, just cut it in half, throw out the other half, because they're going to monitor. Yeah, the pharmacy will, they'll, they'll know. Right. You know. And then she did that for about a month, and she, you know, she said, you know what? My AFib's not come back. I'm not going to do it. Right. So she just quit it all together. Guess what? She feels great. And she's still, yeah, she's feeling better, and because she's been doing a lot of the things that we've had her mm-hmm. do. And so she's on she's on a pretty good trajectory right now at 90 years old. And she turns 91 in March, folks. I know. G- gaslighting you, challenge your memory of events, and make you doubt yourself. Can I tell me time? We'll, we'll, we'll see something on the news. He's like, okay, what are they? I, it, it'll make no sense until the next week because they're, they're, they're prepping you to put a thought in your mind, and then they finish the thought the next week. Well, it's, it's it, so insidious. Well, this is, uh, this is... You know, let's pull it back from the media. This is about healthcare. Well, this okay? I'm, talking about, I'm talking about medical things. Yeah, but in the physician's office, it's even you know they make you doubt yourself. Did you really experience that? Are you sure? Are you sure you did that? Are you sure that's really? Are you sure that 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 happened to you after you started that medication? You sure you don't feel good? <laughs> you sure you still feel bad? Are Are you sure that happened? And they'll they'll make you 
doubt yourself sometimes. You, you probably already felt bad. You just don't remember it. Yeah, I, I mean, and so, you know, <laughs> that's a that's um, one I have encountered myself um, as a patient questioning what they were questioning what I was telling them from my personal experience and they were just they just could not believe it mm-hmm. and so I'm like I don't know what else to tell you and they could they'd keep asking me and in a different way and I'm like you're gonna keep getting the same response this is what happened to me okay so um, keep asking away but you're wasting your time you're not gonna get a different answer and I know that you, you are perplexed and you don't know what's going on and don't know what to do. And I'm sorry that your medical education failed you in that regard, but this is what it is. Well, then that falls into 14, which is they dismiss your opinions. So yeah. They're just going to say, well, you're just wrong. I mean, I, I get my opinions dismissed as a physician, mm-hmm. not even as a patient. So I'm like, if I have physicians who are dismissing my opinion, and not it wasn't even an opinion. It was... What happened to me after I received the immune response invoking injection for the flu? And what happened to me after that? We cannot say And you know, because you were with me. And I was telling some colleagues about my experience. And um, these are people who just don't get it, all right? They're still, you know, pharmaceuticals are fantastic, Mm -hmm. you know, they did not believe me. They just, and they were like, well, I'm sorry. You know, they was basically say, well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but, but. And they just did not want to believe that happened to me. And then I started telling them about, this also happened to another, some other patients of mine. And this happened to my family member after this, this particular injection. injection. And this happened to my friend after this particular injection. And it was just like blank stare. I don't know what to do with this information. You could just see that it was just like not um, does not compute. Does not compute. Uh, we'll dismiss. And so that was very. And even when I tell my experiences to other healthcare professionals, it's like they just dismiss mm-hmm. what I've said. And I'm like, I'm giving you firsthand accounts. I don't. That's in. I just it's insulting to me well if things go wrong it's your fault folks that's number 15 they play the victim and if things go wrong it's your fault you, so you, you just so- don't have any willpower or you did something wrong you didn't take your meds right I, I followed protocol so it must be your fault yeah you're just non-compliant you know or or the the, the best one that's this one's used a lot when things just aren't going as a as according to what they're their big pharma journal said, you know, it's your genetics. It's just your genetics, you know. I'm sorry. This is you're gonna have to deal with this. I'm sorry these pills aren't helping. It's just your genetics. But we're gonna spend a little more time on that one because for- that that's a big gigantic lie cop out. Yeah. And I'm not saying that genetics do not play a part. They are. They absolutely do. But your genetics are not static. You are not doomed because of your genetics. Your genetics can um, be turned on in a good way or be turned on in a bad way, depending on the environment, Right. what you're exposed to, your exposome, okay? That's the word for your environment and all the inputs, whether it's your diet, the stress, the toxin exposures. All those things are playing with your genetics all the time and it's either your genetics are either going to be expressed in a positive way 
or a negative way, and it depends on your exposome. Right, and so they want to cop out and use that as their excuse when things don't go right. Is because it? they don't know what else to do. They've, they don't look, though, because they're not... The they've night. not been trained to, They've not been all. trained to, and the insurance company's not giving them enough time to. So, again, this is when we say even it's one if big the, medical I, incestuous... But even if the insurance gave them enough time, they don't even know what to do because they weren't taught what to do. They, they were not taught to look at root causes. They were not taught critical thinking. No, and that's everybody thinks that doctors are some type of genius people. These people, and I'm not saying there aren't some very smart doctors. There, there are. There are some very high IQ doctors, but that doesn't necessarily equate to critical thinking skills sometimes either um, because doctors are really good at memorizing and regurgitating a lot of information. And that's, that is modern medicine. That is not critical thinking. That is just rote memorization. You did, you have this symptom. I'm going to give you this pill. We memorize all these, all this data, all this, a lot of it's just big pharma curriculum. Mm -hmm. We memorize all these facts and we just, and we're tested on them. And it's how well we can memorize and regurgitate these, these facts. Right. And, and folks, when we talk about this... Or not say facts, and you know what I'm talking about. When we talk about this abusive relationship, this is for chronic conditions. This is for your, your wellness, your overall health trajectory. Modern medicine is great at acute care. You're an ER doc also. Yes, and thank God for all the, um, the advances in technology and, and pharmaceuticals that are truly designed for those acute emergency urgent issues and same it thing, saved a lot of patients lives and same thing with emergency surgeries these but a lot of times we're getting these emergencies that should have been <laughs> things turned into an emergency because the chronic care was so poor right but we don't want to vilify all of medicine no there are, the, parts, there are parts that are good yeah the icu those icu docs man those are some those are some smart docs. Those are guys that can really, they're considering all kinds of things at one time when it comes to keeping you alive. The, and I, hats off to you guys. The purpose of this podcast is to get you to think by, by correlating this to an abusive relationship. And I'm hoping you can see after these 15 points yeah. that there are a lot of things that overlap yes. with modern medicine and an abusive relationship. We want you to change the way you think. It's just a mindset. Yeah. Our, our philosophy, and you'll be learning more and more as you follow our podcast, is self-care is the beginning. You, your self-care is what you should be doing. and there's That, that's, that should make up the major, overwhelming majority that's your nutrition, of your care. Your, your exercise, your sleep, your stress, the avoidance of toxins, all these things you can control. The next level up would be a, a functional medicine health coach right. who helps you put it all together. If you still need help for something chronic, then you go to a functional medicine doctor. If you break your arm, that's when you use... Yeah, you might want to go to the ER for that, that's you know? What, so it's almost like there's a, there's a, a tree of self-care, functional medicine health coach, functional medicine doctor, and then there's a separate branch over here for... For, for preventative diagnostics and acute care urgent issues. Yeah. And so they're and, and we'll that. talk more about how to, to use the medical system to benefit you and not to harm you. Mm -hmm. um, that's another podcast that we'll do. But the take home point is, is I really want you to reconsider your relationship with, with the system, your physician. And if you do feel like you, some of these points ring true for you, some of these signs, 
then I would strongly encourage you to find either a, my, my preference is a certified functional medicine MD. Yep. Those guys know the inner workings of the system. They've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And now they've been introduced to a whole other way of treating the patient that works. So they understand a whole lot. And then if you can't find that or you don't have access to that, then there are plenty of MDs out there who might not be certified functional medicine, but they um, at least uh, they advertise that they are holistic, alternative, integrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they are actually willing to look outside the box and look at root causes. And that's been my experience when I have interacted with these physicians is that they're very similar to functional medicine doctors. They just don't have the the in-depth knowledge of a lot of things that we have. Um, And so, but they do a very good job. They can. And if you have applied self-care to yourself, you're gonna make their job so much so easier. much easier. Because if you're doing everything wrong, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. But if you're doing self-care principles, which we'll be going over ad nauseum over the next yeah. few months, um, you will advance your care, save yourself money, and that health coach, which is kind of the intermediate layer between your self-care, they're there to help you. It can be overwhelming. It's not bad to have someone help you. Sometimes an objective accountability. Even you've used a health coach when you've. Yeah, you need an you need some a set of eyes outside. Yeah, yours was looking for, in. Yours was more for dealing with stress because mine it, was I was not I had an imbalanced life. Yeah, I was um, work 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 and very little time for play and creativity and the things that um, that brought me a lot of joy, and so I had a you know an imbalanced life and um, Annie helped me a lot with that and to, to kind of peel back the layers and why was I even doing that to myself you know um so I, I'm a big fan of health coaches I think they have helped so many of our patients and our patients have said so mm-hmm. you know I, they I, appreciate that service I think what sets our health coaches apart is that faith is such a big part of mm-hmm. what we do for self-care and unfortunately a lot of functional medicine doesn't get into that they're kind of in the, they walk they walk all around it yeah they, they they'll embrace middle eastern or native yes. american but oh christianity that's just no this fairy tale yeah they and they will even kind of make fun of it sometimes i've been to these conferences where it was like ooh, um i'm what's going on here um the power of prayer is real absolutely and it'll help you with an abusive relationship because you need to first recognize where the problems are yeah and that's the purpose of this podcast. We want you to leave today to question, look at what your health care is, what's being offered to you, and, and pray about it. And, and are you in an abusive relationship? What? And if you are, get out of it. And then also you have to understand that, that the majority, 90% of your health depends on what you do, not what your doctor does. So stop outsourcing your health to a system that really only is going going to offer pills and procedures for your symptoms. You say cut, burn, Cut, burn, and and prescribe. prescribe. That's what they're going to offer you. So stop outsourcing your health to them. You have the ability to heal yourself Mm -hmm. if you give it, if you give your body what it needs. You can do that. Absolutely. And we see it all the time, and it's wonderful when we... Um, empower our patients with that knowledge to do that, to take care of themselves. Well, folks, we uh, appreciate you. 
we hope that you'll get out of your abusive relationship. <laughs> if you're come, in one. Come to the light. Well, if you're, if you're embracing modern medicine, you probably are. Yes. Um, come, come, come towards the light, folks. We will be seeing you again soon. We very much appreciate you. Yeah, and um, if you're not already, please follow us on. We've got um, our YouTube channel, which is where we post these videos. Amy, Amy Beard, MD. The um, podcast is on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and then you can follow us. Uh, follow me at Amy Beard, MD on Facebook. Um, I also have an Instagram account that mm-hmm. I do a little bit with, and uh, we don't do much on Twitter just because it's Twitter, and we end up arguing with people all day long. At least Paul does. Um, so anyway, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. And we'll be bringing you some other episodes very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man. So I don't do no drugs. I just take pack sales and